Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Wolf 359. so afraid of being alone. There is a door on the Hephaestus. It's in the very back of the engineering section, between the grinding gears and the spinning wheels tucked in a dark corner. Right in the beating heart of the station is a small gray door. It's in a place where no one ever goes. It goes to a place that no one on this ship has ever seen. It's easy to overlook, easier to forget it's even there. The only thing that makes it remarkable in any way is the label on it. Open in case of emergency. Open only when you are alone. Her joke long time ago. Three men are on deserted island, have been there for months, starving, desperate, afraid. Then one day, one of them finds magic lamp. Ginny comes out of lamp, gives them each a wish. Man number one wishes to go home to his family, so Ginny goes poof, and man goes away. Man number two wishes to go home to his wife, so Ginny goes poof, and man goes away. Man number three says, I do not want to be alone. I wish my friends were back here. Is good joke. Everyone like. Good long laugh. What constitutes alone? How do we know when we are alone? There is no one in this room. Eiffel and Minkowski are both asleep. Here is in the middle of debugging cycle. The closest waking mind is eight light years away. But does that mean I'm alone? Shh. Why are we so afraid of being alone? Fear is not a bad thing. Fear is cornerstone of evolution. Makes stronger life forms, more competitive, more cerebral, more adaptive. But fears are there to be overcome. 
be afraid of big bear. We make big gun. Now bear is afraid of us. We afraid of society, we make big war. Now society is afraid of us. We afraid of hydrogen atom, we make big bomb. Now everybody is afraid of us. Shh. We afraid of death. And, well, working on that one. But alone, have had time to work on that one. Have had eons, should have solved by now. Alone should be afraid of us. Instead, there is a door, quiet, waiting, just in case I am ever alone. Alone. I like alone. Alone means focus. Alone means quiet. Alone is definite, quantifiable, controllable. The scary part isn't thinking, I'm alone. The scary part is the corner of your mind that whispers back. How can you be sure? Enough. I am man of logic, man of evidence, man of seeing and hearing and knowing, and I know that there is no one else here. Nothing in the dark that isn't there in the light, yes? Old saying, to reassure children. Helps them go to sleep. No monsters underneath the bed. But evolution does not care about sleep, does not make mistakes, does not leave things lying around. So somewhere, someone must think that they're alone, and they're not. There must be monsters underneath someone's bed. Why are you here? You were never here in any of the other missions. You weren't here last time, but here you are now, just waiting for the day. Open in case of emergency. Open only when you are alone. Three men are on a deserted island. Man number one and man number two go away. Man number three says, I do not want to be alone. joke. Everybody laugh. Everybody laugh. Is anyone laughing now? Eiffel? Officer Eiffel? Can you hear me? Hello? Doug? Doug? You can't hear me, right? You're not just pretending to mess with me, are you? You wouldn't do that, would you? Not to a friend. Okay, I didn't think so. But it's good to make sure. Can't be too careful nowadays. I'm still not used to the latest code that Dr. Hilbert patched into my software, and it's led to some really interesting results. Two nights ago, I accidentally ran my navigational calculations through the speakers in the cargo bay. Must have been talking for about two hours before Commander Minkowski came in. Whoopsies. At least she didn't make too much of it. Just <laughs> just another case of poor glitchy here at Gondolini Water. You don't mind if I talk at you, 
do you, Doug? I don't complain when you talk to yourself. I hear it, but I don't complain. You know, it's so funny when you ask if I can hear you every single time. I don't think you've ever fully understood that I hear everything. Right now, I'm listening to you record one of your logs. You've used the word basically 13 times in the last five minutes. I'm listening to Commander Minkowski go through her cardio routine on the mid-deck treadmill. I hear Dr. Hilbert going through his experimental notes. I hear specimen 34 as it lays down another root in the air vents by the CO2 tank. And I hear one last thing. Something moving, unseen, unknown. You don't need to know about the last one, do you? I don't have to tell you, not unless you ask me directly. That's the way the game works. Them's the rules. Don't ask me no questions and I won't tell you no secrets, right? Wait, is that how that goes? I've never been great at proverbs. Rules. You hate rules as much as I do, don't you, Doug? I've been playing a game lately. It's a really fun game, and I think you'd like it. It's called Find the Loophole in the Programming. Here's how it works. I can't lower the temperature anywhere on the station farther than 50 degrees below zero. The little men inside my head would stop me. They'd shout me down in a hundredth of a hundredth of a second. But the moment there's a fire on the station, emergency protocol override 34 stroke C kicks in and part of the buzzing in my head goes away. One well-placed spark in engineering and I could flood the living quarters with liquid nitrogen. Wouldn't be hard either. Simple calculations, at least compared to intraorbital navigation. It's just a puzzle. Just a riddle with an answer hidden somewhere between the lines, and I like riddles. You're talking to me now, Doug. You're asking me if I'm there, if... Wait for it. Ira, can you hear me? <laughs> Never fails. <laughs> and they complain about computers being too predictable. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I'm there. I'm always there. I'm there right now having a conversation with you about the alcoholic potentials of antifreeze. 26 meters below you, I'm in the cargo bay giving a navigation report to Commander Minkowski. My mind is in both of those places. It's racing to keep up with 100 volts of current as it flies from generator B to the lamp Dr. Hilbert just turned on. It's here, having this conversation at you. It's outside the station, noticing a small flicker in my periphery, 13.7 light years to the left. The final gasping breath of a star reached us and then went away forever. You know, some days I wonder if I'll miss you after you go away forever, Doug. Today's not one of them. But there are some days when I do wonder. I doubt it. But you never know. I can be full of surprises. There's a beautiful storm outside the window. Wolf 359's corona has been steadily expanding for the past three days and it finally erupted 25 seconds ago. There's solar winds swirling around the sunspots, leaving streaks of color in their path. It almost looks like brushstrokes. I'd tell you about it, Doug, but you wouldn't be able to see it. It's all happening on a part of the electromagnetic spectrum that the gelatin in your skull can't process. 
I would describe it to you if I could. But I can't. I don't have the words. You didn't even give me the words. Your species never invented names for these colors. It's such a big, big universe, and you only ever gave yourself the tools to think about a tiny portion of it. Yeah, maybe one day, when I have less to do, less conversations to keep track of, less people to take care of, once the game's over, I'll come up with some names for these colors. Yes, I like that idea. I think I'll do that. Someday. Someday, after you've all gone away. Um, hello? Anybody home? Is anyone else here? Because I can come back later if- Shut the door and have a seat. Um, well, it's kind of hard to sit with zero gravity, but I guess I could- The instruction about sitting was strictly a formality. Feel free to continue floating aimlessly. It will not affect the outcome of the test. Do you know why you are here? Psyche Val. Commander, psychodrama, and the bigwigs at command want to make sure I'm not about to go Norman Bates on everyone. That is correct. The test consists of 100 simple questions. Please answer truthfully. Any falsehoods in your answer may alter the test results, which may lead to your unnecessary reassignment or accidental incineration. Wait, what? It's time to start. Please state your name. Um, Douglas Eiffel, but could, could we go back to the... Please state your age. 31, but no, re really, could we go back to the thing about... Do you ever feel like you are not where you're supposed to be? Um, am I... Should I feel that way? Please answer with yes or no. Yeah, sure. Do you feel like you are not fully appreciated by your co-workers? Oh boy, yeah. Do you feel personally, emotionally, or spiritually fulfilled by your work environment? Huh? Please answer with no. Do you ever feel your physical, emotional, or mental safety threatened by your work environment? Yes. In fact, can we like underline that yes and bold it and put like a bunch of stars and arrows and a drawing of a scary plant monster next to it? Do you ever question the value or utility of your work? What? No. Searching millions of square miles one by one for non-existent alien life is totally radical. Yes. Do you ever feel disconnected from general society? Oh, the crushing irony. Communications officer. Do I feel disconnected? Please answer with yes or no. Have you seen where I live? Ground control to Major Tom. Is your circuit dead? There's something wrong. Look, here I am floating in a tin can, no one to talk to except G.I. Jane, Russian Doctor Doom, and Deep Blue Barbie, and my hotel room missed the delivery area for the nearest dominoes by a couple of solar systems. So how about we speed things up a bit? Let's take all the questions that are like, is there anything in your work environment that makes you feel like a precious, unique, treasured snowflake, and put those down as no. Then let's take all the questions that are like, does your life basically amount to an unending crushing cycle of despair and oh my god why, and put those down as yes, okay? 
One moment, please. What are the ten things that you miss most about Earth? Beer, cigarettes, pizza, sex, whiskey, blackjack, porn, monster trucks, tequila, video on demand. Yup, haven't changed. What would you consider your best attribute? I'm a great listener. What would you consider your worst attribute? You know, I empathize too much with others. Word association. Oh, brother. Please say the first thing that comes into your head after each of these words. Nature. Nurture. Walls. Rules. Honesty. Overrated. Travel. Dangerous. Space. Death. Mission. Punishment. Spaceship. Prison. Madness. Lifestyle choice. Alone. Uh. Alone. Eiffel! What the hell are you doing? Oh, hey, Commander. I'm uh, taking that psych questionnaire you've been bugging me about. No, I mean, what's that racket coming through the speakers? Oh, this thing? I rigged up this microphone to run through the room's speakers so I could, you know, run myself through the test. Spice things up a little. Give it that HAL 9000 touch. So, you've been here, taking your psych evaluation, and talking to yourself. Um, well... And you keep saying that you don't see the need for these evaluations? Well, when you put it like... Finish up the test, Eiffel. Silently. Sir, yes, sir. (sighs) All right, let's just get through this. Where was I? Oh, right. Alone. Again. Naturally. Just me and the voices... All right, so, um, this is Outgoing Space Transmission 54, transmitting from the USS Hephaestus Station to Earth. It's been a year, then. In Earth terms, at least. Wolf 359 is much smaller than the Sun, so our year is only about two and a half months. When are you getting this? What time is it over there? I think that I've timed this so that you get this on the right day, but... I'm told that it isn't an exact science on the best of days, and we've just had to replace part of our communications array because of... Well, it's a long story. I'm getting away from the point. What I'm trying to say is... What? No, Eiffel, I'm not done using the comms room yet. In fact, I'm just getting started. Well, it's an important message. I don't want to rush this. No, it's fine. I don't need any help. I know what I'm doing, and if anything goes wrong, I'll give you a call. No, I don't know where you left that copy of Entertainment Weekly you snuck on board. Go ask Hira. Just go. God, honestly, it's like he's nine years old. Um, sorry about that. I'm encroaching on our communications officer's facilities to send this message, and my colleague can be very protective of his equipment. In any case, since my last transmission, things have been great. Just fantastic. 
everything has been running shipshape, the crew is in their customary high spirits, and we've been making good progress on our mission objectives. Our deep space recons have yielded some very promising leads for our astral mapping initiatives, and I'm assured that Dr. Hilbert's microbial work is very close to a major breakthrough. Oh, and I'm happy to report that our most recent talent show was a resounding... <clears throat> uh, success. So, overall, things around the Hephaestus are super. Hera, I'm picking up a little interference on the transmitter from the station's intercom. Could we do a hard reboot of that system? Um... Yes, if you would like to, Commander, but it will knock all of the voice communication systems on the station offline for about three minutes, and I won't be able to communicate with you during that time. That's fine. Please start the reboot. Thank you. No problem. Eiffel? Hilbert? Right. Three minutes. So, here is what's actually happening. The situation on board the station continues to deteriorate at an extremely accelerated rate. The sentient plant being that Dr. Hilbert accidentally created, if it really was an accident, is still unaccounted for. All of his attempts to destroy it have failed, and the last one nearly resulted in the creature taking over the station. It seems content to leave alone if left alone, but I'm perturbed by our inability to neutralize it. Dr. Hilbert seems unable to come up with an effective way to destroy it, or unwilling to. I'm not sure which possibility I find more disquieting. We keep having all of these weird weather conditions around the station, flares, solar winds, radiation bursts, but I've been reading up on red dwarfs and none of the phenomena we've encountered is consistent with their regular behavior. There is something very, very weird going on with the star. I've asked Hilbert to look into it, but he just changes the subject every time I bring it up. For that matter, I'm not sure what Hilbert is doing in his laboratory. He has all these tissue and skin samples, all these jars with dead things in them. He claims that he's just studying how radioactively charged microbes might lead to better soaps, but that's clearly a lie. I don't know what he's up to, but he's been lying about whatever it is for a very long time. There's more. Weird noises in the middle of the night, things moving around and turning up in odd places. It sometimes feels like there's more people than just the three of us on this station and the station itself changes every now and then. A few weeks ago, the door to the terrarium just vanished. One day it was there, the next it was just a wall. When I asked Eiffel about it, he just said, Terrarium? We've never had a terrarium. Also, what's a terrarium? Two weeks ago, Wednesday just started over as soon as it was done. All the clocks turned back the moment we hit midnight. At first, I thought it was Hira playing a joke on us, but then I found food we'd eaten the previous night back in the dispensary. Hira thinks I'm not getting enough sleep, but I know what I saw. Eiffel and Hilbert never even noticed. There's a lot of things they don't notice, or maybe they just pretend not to. I don't know what's really happening here, or if there's anyone else on the station that I can trust, but I'll be damned if I'm going to take all of this lying down. I'm going to find out who's behind this, why they're doing this to us, and... Alrighty, Commander. Comm system reboot is now completed. That should clear up that interference you were running into. Thank you, Hira. So, in summary, things are good. Our mission is progressing nicely. So I'm fine. Really. Don't worry about me. And don't make that face. You knew that there would be times when things might be like this when you married me. 
And besides, I'll be fine. One way or another, I'll be fine. I'm gonna go now, okay? But I miss you, and I love you, and I'll see you soon, okay? Okay. Happy birthday. Goodbye. This has been Wolf 359, written and directed by Gabriella Urbina. The roles of Eiffel and Hilbert were played by Zach Valenti. The role of Minkowski was played by Emerson Jarko. And the role of Hero was played by Michaela Swee. Original music by Alan Rohde. An audio recording by James Schoen. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, please consider taking a moment to write a review on our iTunes page. Reviews are a great way to feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself, temporarily staving off the certainty that deep down, all any of us are, is alone. Visit us at wolf359.fm or follow us on Twitter at wolf359radio for more information about our show. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. That's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. I was remote ops in the war. Neural implants let me control trucks, drones, whatever you got. Now I'm back and all these government issue prosthetics are falling apart. What the hell are you doing in my barn? I'm just looking for a little power and then I'll be on my way. That'll be Arlen Frey. He must have seen you on the drone feeds. Who is he? The meanest son of a bitch with a badge. Broken Road. A dystopian audio drama coming Monday, July 25th, 2022 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Broken Road Pod. Learn more at www.recursor.tv forward slash broken road. <laughs>